everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariana Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 81, Camp Fire Stories, a Halloween special. Trust the Trail podcast is now on patreon.com. If you'd like to support Trust the Trail podcast, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash trust the trail. We would love for you to be a part of our intimate outdoor backpacking community. Plus, you can receive our podcast early before it hits the world. Another way to support us is by listening to Trust the Trail on the Radio Public app for both iOS and Android. So download that today and add Trust the Trail podcast to your favorites. Is Halloween to blame for a generalized fear of going into the woods? After all, many modern-day horror movies are set deep within the remote wilderness, and rarely does everyone escape. On this episode, we dive into a psychological satire proving those elements are taught from a very early stage in life, and how this plays a key role in the conceptualization of wilderness in general. And by the way, you can just join in on our discussion via our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail and join our outdoor community, become part of family and dive into the conversation. Yeah, so campfire stories. Yikes. Halloween is here, you guys. It's like a favorite time of year. Yeah. I love and, it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the <laughs> crazy thing about, because I'm a huge sci-fi uh, fan. I love science fiction. And I've probably seen every horror movie ever made. And, I mean, even back in, like, you know, the old uh, black and white Abbott and Costello movies where, like, Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. Abbott Costello meet the werewolf. Two totally different genres in the fact that like modern day versus like what had originated. Right. And you know, like growing up, it was like, you know, when you went camping, like when I was in the Cub Scouts and we went camping and we sat around the campfire, it was never like, you know, hey, uh, tell us about uh, your day. It was like, you want to hear a spooky story <laughs> about someone who went into the woods and I think it really kind of starts out where, you know, it's it's like that's what starts it out. I think that's why people don't go into the woods. <laughs> any any Cub Scout, any Girl Scout will, and I mean, perhaps I don't know. I, I've long passed the Girl Scout stage, but when when I was in Girl Scouts forever ago, it was all about. I can't wait to build that campfire. I can't wait to just sit around there and tell ghost stories. I mean, even I had like camps and the camps were derived around at night. We all sit around the fire and, you know, tell ghost stories. And it was all about, you know, how fearful can you get? And it, it really truly is taught from this like early stage in life and maybe it's not the same for children today who are so inundated with technology and don't have to entertain themselves at like this like bare basics but you know it's 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 all about amping up the move you know the the mood and waiting for that critical moment where you like squirm or jump out of your seat or like you know, in we, my case, we like, enjoyed scaring the crap oh, out of so everybody when we were camping in, in Cub Scouts. I mean, that was our favorite thing. You know, sneak up on somebody, scare them. 
Oh yeah, hiding noises. behind trees. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Doing everything that you possibly can to scare the bejesus you out. Know? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and then, but, but there's something about the woods. Like... And I mean, it didn't originate as a child. It didn't originate from a, like a Halloween-esque, but it has moved into that element. But Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when did the woods become the venue? for horror for everything <laughs> horror you know like i guess it's like okay let's let's find a dark place okay should we go down the basement yeah that's been done before where else what about like um hey what about outside in the woods there's a lot of creatures in the woods yeah let's make up these really horrible creatures in the woods and it gets worse and worse and worse i mean i, I don't know what what other creature they could come up with in the woods or that have come out in the woods in in sci-fi movies or in horror movies well it's not just sci-fi i mean look at all the creative movies that are out there and they're all established from these these mythical creatures like establishing as colonies in the woods like where did the woods become the end all be all for the unknown and well, even in the tv show lost remember that tv show lost they had some like black smoke living in the woods i mean they even they've been able to actually create a horror out of black smoke. There's some smoke in the woods. Do you want to go in there? No, I'm not going in there. There's black smoke in there and it's moving around. So, I mean, it's like they, they have just created every single horror creature in it, it, it known that lives in the woods. Well, I would say that hands down, the woods tend to lend to a spookier feel or perhaps not. Perhaps we've been taught over time to see the woods as a spookier feel. Now, I, I would say that personally, I, I don't go into the woods and, and see anything as spooky, but from an early age, as a young Girl Scout, hell yeah, I did. I thought it was spooky. That was my first interaction with it. The first spooky movie I ever saw as a kid when it had to do with the outdoors and the woods was Creature from a Black Lagoon. And... It was this creature that came out of a lagoon. And it was, of course, it was, you know, pretty fishy. But that was like the first real, in my in my memory anyway, my memory, that was like the first scary movie for me to see this, like, creature come out of this lake in the woods. <laughs> of course, it was in black and white. So, you know, it's not a lot of special effects there. But still. I mean, we're still taught today, regardless of where you're going, like, there's comfort in numbers, you know, tell somebody where you're going, don't hike alone, uh, you know, don't get too remote or isolated, and it, it's it's no different in these spooky movies, in um, horror films, and you know, every campfire that you've ever sat around from an early stage in life, it's all about Nobody's going to hear you scream. Nobody's right. going to find right. you. <laughs> right. And it's like, wait, wait, but I find so much pleasure in going into the woods. Like, I actually find it to be very peaceful. <laughs> Where did this, you know, when we were kind of coming up with this like Halloween special, like we definitely want to celebrate Halloween. I don't think we did this last year. No. And we started realizing like, you know, our whole podcast is 
you know, trust the trail, but, oh, trust the trail until you run across the uh, spooky thing. Or trust <laughs> the trail until you, you take a wrong turn. <laughs> or, you know, until, you know, like a bunch of your friends want to go to shoot a documentary into the woods. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like crazy. We started looking like all these up all these movies that were filmed in the woods and none of them, none of them went well. No, I mean, so, none of them went well. So, from the deep depths, I would say, origins of horror movies in general, it goes so, so far back. But I think probably the most spoken about, perhaps, might be Edgar Allan Poe's early renditions of like fear tactics and, and, and scary thoughts or these like very convoluted messed up thoughts and and that was that was forever well, he ago. was a pretty dark guy absolutely anyway. absolutely and now you jump into like this modern day what if you ever went backpacking <laughs> if you ever think he'd really go out in the woods by himself or maybe he was a backpacker maybe that was the whole gig perhaps that's where all of his inspiration <laughs> derives from who will ever know but you know you go into this like modern day concept of this and you got <laughs> there's a reason why I would say new backpackers or an ignorance of the woods tends to exist is because every horror movie out there look at your top 10 horror movies and I mean that's subjective let me face yeah it's subjective right, right. extremely subjective but you've got deliverance. Well, deliverance is the king. I mean, right. well, you know why deliverance is all, you know why deliverance stopped people from going into the woods? The, Here, the real life. Yeah, because, <laughs> because it was, it was very like, yeah, that, that could really happen. You know, like, okay, is, 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 you know, the, the, you know, like, is some creature going to come out of the lagoon? Is some, you know, like, what are the chances of me actually running into Bigfoot? What are the chances of this happening? Okay, but Deliverance, I think that was like, yeah, yeah, I could, I, I could, I, I could, could see, see that. that, I could see that happening. I, I could see that. And the funny thing about that, <laughs> if and if any of you guys want to come to our boot camp class in November, <laughs> um, we're doing the Chattooga River Trail in South Carolina, right where Deliverance was filmed. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a post-Halloween treat for everybody. But that's where it, uh, Chattooga River Trail is a beautiful uh, trail on the Chattooga River. And that's where they filmed Deliverance. And I think that was like the first movie that we're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out there. I, I, I don't want to meet that guy. You know, I, I do not want to meet that guy. <laughs> you know? Nor would I. <laughs> but, I mean... You know, these, these movies do, whether they're just your basic slasher movie or whether they're, you know, a more mental aspect of the whole, like, horror aspect, you don't want to take a wrong turn. Right, that was another movie. <laughs> so, in a lot of these movies, I You can, got Blair Witch Project. So now, the Blair Witch Project was... Um, the Bla I like the Blair Witch Project as a scary movie because that was like the very first film that came out in mainstream media that was like like um, video camera and 
you know, it it was it was real enough where people questioned whether that was a made movie or that was a real film. Um, kind of a funny side note was that I was dating a girl that I actually told that the Blair Witch Project was a real documentary. And she told like a ton of people like that was a real, that was real. And then about three months later, she goes, you know, you told me that was a real movie. Um, that was not a real documentary. I'm like, no, it was a, like a movie. But that joke lived on for like three months. Um, but that was like, that was kind of a scary movie because you could see kind of like that all going wrong in, in the woods. And I think that was kind of scary. And I think that, you know, that prevented a lot of people from going in. Because, you know, the last thing you want to do when you're backpacking and you're hiking is run into, like, you know, like things that are not man-made. Or maybe they are man-made, but you can't figure them out. And, you know, it's like, um, like you shouldn't be there. You know, that's kind of scary also. <laughs> right. So, I mean... You know, stemming back into Halloween, it it's funny because yeah, everybody gets like really excited to 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 watch all these movies and you know, stack your entire October up back to back to back with all these frightening movies and all these spook fests and you know, it's just the spirit of Halloween and it's and it's fun and it's exciting and there multiple backpacking trips that I've done in my past that have been all stemmed around, ooh, let's make this the spookiest, like, Halloween hike that we possibly can. And it's just, it's it's fun. It's fun. But when you, when you stop to think about it, and this was, you know, just a really exciting moment when I, when I put it all together, for some reason, I've gone my entire life without really putting the two and two together, all the decorations that are based out of like Halloween, like all all the decorations, all the decor that's out there that, you know, screams Halloween, Halloween is here. It's all spiders, cobwebs, skeletons, trees silhouetted in fog, or perhaps you know, a play on lighting, you know, shadows and, you know, the blinding headlamp that that you see, but you really can't see exactly what the voice is behind it. You've got all these unexplained sounds and you can't quite see because it's dark. Pretty well, much everything that happens on the trail on a nightly basis. This is nature. Specifically in the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> when I put it all together, I was like, huh. No wonder, <laughs> no wonder. And while I absolutely love the trail and I love Halloween, the two go hand in hand. It is uncanny how every single thing that boasts Halloween or that I say maybe um, iconically is Halloween is nature it equals nature all these things are very naturally yeah, very occurring real. in nature and it's just it's, it's very interesting how well, i think that then, and then i think the movies play on that absolutely and so you've got this whole spook fest this whole halloween and this whole like oh don't go into the woods and i mean 
it's very interesting how from an early age you are inundated with these these mental i guess equalizations of would equal scary well i think it's a i think it's a circle so you know you, people that make these movies you know they've got some they play on all the the natural um things that happen in nature right they play on that well they just kind of exponentially make that into you know like a character like like the movie the fog well they they made the fog into a character um you know uh you know like they make nature into this character and they they use that to kind of like you know like the fear of the unknown well really when you watch that movie then you think oh my god that could be re that's reality so it's kind of like a circle sometimes you know where they use nature to scare you but nature is the is the character of the movie in a way you know i mean nothing's really different i mean we asked the question is all of this something preventing you from going into the woods or does it naturally prevent us from being cautious to go into the woods but in reality it's the fear of the unknown it's the it's the for those that are hesitant to begin that journey you're not scared to get into a car or to go into the grocery store i mean you should be scared to go into the grocery store there's way too many options in there but you you naturally and and as a generalized whole we naturally are cautious about the woods no that's just like the what's that one movie we watched about the caves the cave movie yeah where it flooded and they had a you know remember Sanctum that or something yeah like that. it was a really good movie now i i you know <laughs> I wasn't a <laughs> Ariane's a caver, so she caves, man. She's good at it. I I love it. I go in there, and um, but you know I'm glad I didn't watch that movie before I went down <laughs> in the cave for the first time. You know, and I think that's just all about trusting the trail. Like once you get out there, you realize ah, that that's just such a that's just such BS. But it does play a psyche in being able to clear your mind and to say, you know, that just does not happen out there. You know, deliverance, Absolutely. yes, maybe. But, you know. <laughs> deliverance, maybe the scariest all-time all, movie all out time there scary. might actually all, happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. This is supposed to be on the humorous side. Uh, so we thought we would share with you some of our top 10 spookiest moments i would say in nature um because everything always has an explanation um but as much time as we've spent out there we definitely have some highlights um and uh yeah probably you've already heard one of our top highlights the helicopter story the helicopter, on top of bald ball yeah, the helicopter story that um the helicopter story was something out of a I don't even know how you could even what a sci-fi movie, a, a, like a military ops movie, <laughs> Bob Bald, North Carolina, uh, Joyce Kilmer Wilderness, we're on top, Black Hawk helicopter comes out of nowhere, hovers over our camp, uh, 
like three or four times up until the point it goes into stealth mode, quiets its blades, and we think people are going to start rappelling down. And when I mean that helicopter was low, it was low to the ground. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty scary. Um, I think that was probably for all of us. And we had like, what, six people there on that trip? about six tree six people and we had two new people that have never gone backpacking before right so i mean <laughs> and we're trying to tell them like they're already scared right and we're like they're like does this happen a lot um no it i mean like how no it does not as it, we're like, it does not happen a lot as as we were about to run down the mountain you know? right as we're it's scott and i here leading this group expelling this like fear and like we we are frozen in our tracks and we're trying to protect them going yeah this is not normal so i could see <laughs> so, that in a horror movie you know <laughs> campers up on bob bald you so, know helicopter comes down this is definitely one of those ones that you have to uh, hear in full on some past episodes of uh you know some of our craziest times out in nature um but that definitely hands down goes as probably one of our spookiest moments i have to say my top spookiest moment in nature ever was on a day hike there was no darkness there was no overnight there was no all of the elements combined i was on top of mount chiaha and this is in chiaha state park this is the highest natural point in alabama um i was out on a day hike with friends took caledonia my dog and just just needed a day off of work decided to take a hike Went to Alabama, picked something on the map, found it. I ran across a plane crash. And it, <laughs> later I do my research. Like, did it just crash? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It's, 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 it's old wreckage from a uh, very small plane. And there were deaths involved in the plane. But it was beautiful. There was something so beautiful about the placement of this plane. You come across it on the trail, the colors, everything about it. It's just, it was so beautiful in its setting, but yet it was just enough for my friend and I to get spooked out enough because we're looking and I'm, of course, it's me. She's holding back and she's like, oh, I'm not about to go in there. And I'm like digging through the wreckage <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. You got to come see this. This is, this is really unique. And look at the way this is conformed around the tree. And now it, you know, it'd been there for, for a long time. And she's like, I, I, I wouldn't, Ariane, like, respect the space. And of course, I have this like innate curiosity in me and I just can't hold back. And I'm like digging around. I'm not moving anything per se, but I'm not shy about getting into this. Well, ultimately, this is a burial ground in 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 a sense. And out of nowhere, the trees, there's this, like this breeze that blows through and the trees just start. You know how the trees, when you have really, really tall, lanky trees and they start doing that, that like creak in yeah. the wind and it was like two isolated trees, but all the leaves were moving. There were only two trees that were moving. And I'm just like, um, yeah, maybe we better bring it going. And so we walked back to the trail and we got so disoriented, which there's only two ways to turn. How disoriented can you become? 
<laughs> we got so disoriented that we ended up getting really lost on this like one-way path and there was this little hill and the trail looped around and we got spooked out seriously spooked out by that one instance now granted that could all be in your head once no, you start I think playing that's real. <laughs> I'm gonna that I'm probably gonna hands down has I'm, to be my spookiest moment in nature I'm, yet I'm gonna vote they didn't want you there <laughs> just a guess <laughs> But you know, it's it's moments like that that just these like innocent moments where you do get so spooked out. That hands down goes down as my spookiest moment. It was broad daylight, and your friend goes, "I see dead people." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm almost positive I would have uh, left left that. Yeah, I was trying to leave. I was disoriented and I couldn't well, find you know, my way the, out. The funny thing you should say that because you know my probably one of the spookiest places I have ever backpacked in and I it's, I cannot tell you why to this day it could have been the coyotes but um, I went on the I did uh, when I got off the Appalachian Trail I was I just needed to hike man I just really needed to hike so I was desperate for a trail so I picked probably the worst trail to go backpacking on I did the uh, river to river trail uh, in the Shawnee National Forest goes from the uh, Illinois River to the Ohio River so it's only about like 160 miles. It's not a very long trail, but it is, it's um, a lot of overgrowth. Um, a lot of people don't, a lot of, it was, it's an old equestrian trail. So you don't just, you just don't see a lot of people down there. It's not a very popular trail. Again, isolation. Yeah. And the, uh, and it's not maintained. The, there's no trail community down there that'll maintain that trail. And it's very hard to follow. The trail guide is backwards. It's like you have to you have to look in the mirror and read the book backwards. Have you ever tried doing it was the hardest trail? Backward? It's really oh, hard really, to keep yourself Especially straight. when you're going from the other side. Right. So so anyway, so I'm doing this trail. I go into a it's a Shawnee National Forest in Southern Illinois, and there's a there's a little section in that national forest called Panther Den Wilderness. It's not a very big wilderness. I don't know why it's a wilderness area, but it's uh, it's got some really cool um, uh, uh, sandstone and limestone in there and there's caves there's caves in there in fact you could go in there literally and not bring a tent you could oh, probably sleep that. you could probably sleep in a in a mini cave but when i got into panther Den, the, the sign was really super old and like broken down and it said panther den wilderness like we're not going to replace this sign ever. <laughs> and like long gone by. And so I go into the, I go in there. And as soon as I get in, into this wilderness area, I'm telling you, the weather changed. I could feel the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. And I find a, I go in there. I'm going to spend the night at Panther Den. And I was hammock camping. And I pitched my hammock get ready to go and it was fall and the water there was kind of stagnant it wasn't great water source and so you know i i do my thing get ready and it's it was like oh man i'll bet you i was in in the hammock like at 8 30 at night you know real early and uh so i'm laying there and the coyotes the coyotes came so close to my hammock i could hear them sniffing they were right <laughs> next to the hammock i'm like i've got to be i've got to look like a gigantic food bag Oh, absolutely. You know, laying here. And a lot of coyotes, 
and I don't know what it. I don't know what kind of activity was in Panther Den that night, but I didn't sleep a wink. I was going to keep going, and I hightailed it back to Giant City State Park <laughs> and was like, you know, let me reevaluate my trail and my logistics. So I went back in there, and I hiked it, but it, it freaked me out. There was something about Panther Den Wilderness that today still holds true. Now, I've gone back there since then. Uh, I've gone back the other way. And um, it even when I went back in there the other day, or the other way, it was still spooky. There was like nobody back there. I mean, nobody. And it was just, um, yeah, it was just one of those places that just gives you the, like the, the heebie-jeebies. Creep. Yeah, the heebie-jeebies, absolutely. So there's a place in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park that actually gives me the heebie-jeebies. And it's campsite number 90. And yeah, 90 is kind of weird. It's weird. And Scott and I took a group to campsite number 90. And I think we ended up choosing it because the originating campsite we wanted it's a wasn't site, available. Camp- 90 is right. a group site. Yeah. Right. And so we chose it, not knowing very much about that particular campsite. And you get there, I'm telling you, man. There's something really off about that site. It's so unique. It's very open, and, too. And different than anything that you would imagine. And it's 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 got this really like cool feature, this very unique atmosphere. But at the same time, we went on a full moon. And everything, everything worked against us to having that full moon rise it was it was overcast all these clouds would come through and then it would it would capture the full moon for a moment and then all of a sudden it would like swallow it up it would be like complete darkness then bright light complete darkness then bright light and this campsite is entirely open it's massive and it runs by this creek but the bed of the creek is so dried up well at least at the time that we went that the entire thing was cracked and it was just it had this like weird feel to it but yet it was like this rushing water but every time you walk in it you would sink but then your next footing that looked identical to the next you wouldn't go anywhere and it was like solid earth it was just the weirdest balance of moisture to soil ratio it was the chairs that were really creepy so the campfire was this enormous bonfire it was it was it was it was such a huge ring in the center and they had these these oversized boulders that had formed these lounge chairs and they were oversized you kind of felt like uh um what's the, like like was, Alice in Alice Wonderland like yeah, you just yeah, like, like shrunk th- yeah these chairs were made out of uh, a slab rock and it was, it was really weird like these like where did these where did the stone come from? It's not natural to the area. It's not. And it's just it's, so it's like, what did they helicopter these things in? And it was like a very, it was very, it was very like Roman Empire type thing. It was. It was a circle. And, you know, your first thought is like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And your next thought is like, oh, what my God, they? this is actually where the Blair Witch Project is. It's very weird. It's like if there was something going on. That's where it would be. That's at. where it's going on. <laughs> Campsite number 90 in the Great Smoky Mountains, hands down, has to be 
the strangest and and perhaps it was just as you can chalk it up to anything the moment in time the 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 play in your mind that you allow to have enough enough uh power to kind of overtake your thoughts um but hands down that's probably the creepiest uh site i have ever camped in (laughs) and it's really weird because it's really open and it's this big fire pit but yet you are hard pressed to find any wood there you know like what are they burning there like i can't find a stick you know like we didn't even get a campfire going right if i remember right there was no wood there it was was a really weird really weird site for sure yeah and i so uh two more on our top picks were um when we when we went we went kayaking in the okifinoki wilderness um I'm sorry, it's not a wilderness. Okefenokee uh, National Refugee, and and uh, and um, scary place. Scary, awesome, beautiful, beautiful place. Absolutely, it's like stunning. going back in time. But we were there the first night. It was our very first time going in, so we really didn't know quite what to expect from it. It was, I think, it was it was January. It was it was actually New Year's trip. And we set up camp. It was really early, six o'clock. It was pitch dark. And all of a sudden, we look out because we're on a platform in the middle of nothing but swamp. Yeah, yeah, nothing but swamp. And we look out, and we're all like, "Why are there ten million twinkling eyes looking at us?" Yeah, no, we're not talking about a few. We're talking thousands. Of, thousands of, of eyes just looking staring back at, at you. you and you're like those can't be eyes but then you're like ah, they're eyes maybe they're eyes and then we saw this weird glow and so it's just it, it was just very interesting it was it was ultimately with spiders on lily pads um reflecting back at your headlamp so the rangers said <laughs> and it was just it was it was more breathtaking than spooky but as a group of six, we definitely, I guess, hyped up the spook. And so it was oh, a lot absolutely. of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of well, fun. Well, that's where campfire stories come from, by the way. Right. That's and, how But I... the cool thing is, is like the, then it's like we saw this light coming out of the swamp and we thought it was like another boat or we thought it was a headlamp. No, 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 it was it was nothing. No, nothing ever came. And we we could not figure out why this light was kind of coming in. And we we went back when we asked the ranger, and she actually said swamp gas. She goes, that's a real thing. Just, she, like, what? I go, what? She goes, yeah, it's swamp gas. I'm like, get out. She goes, no, it really is. I'm like, so I don't know. If, I don't know if she was pulling her leg or not, but apparently in the Okefenokee Swamp, Swamp gas does reflect light in a weird way. I don't know. And then uh, for one of our last and final spookiest trails we have ever done, um, it's actually here in the Atlanta area, Constitution Lake Park. It is the Doll's Head Trail. One of the coolest art forms out there, but yet the spookiest... uh, I would say historical aspect of how this trail actually formed and originated to become now what it is, which is an art project in a sense. Um, It's in the middle of nowhere Atlanta. Probably 
It's the in the sketchiest. And it's in the industrial area too. Sketchiest area, but there's this park back there. Of course, it's not quite um, the safest park to be in. But um, which if is you, scary in and of itself. <laughs> but if you go, uh, I advise going with the group. And uh, we went, and I've been there multiple times, and it's a very unique trail. Um, it's a very urbanite trail, but it is so established in historical features of what used to be a brick plant. Um, a clay brick, a clay. Right. Yeah, they made clay uh, roofing tiles, clay tiles. And families lived there. Uh, these families had an enormous amount of children in, uh, for lack of a better word, compound in this yeah, 1920s area. In area. And these uh, very abruptly, all the families were moved out. And so all these dolls from the children's. Um, collection were just left behind i can't remember did they have a flood or something catastrophic so there happened, definitely right? was a flood um and all these dolls were sprawled out throughout like the families had to leave like they just had to leave their homes they had to leave everything behind and they had a lot of the kids that lived in this community and so when they all left abruptly left that they're like, look, you gotta leave all your toys, and so they left all these old vintage toys. And they're all dolls. So it was very unique to see um, now all of these like. So the area has then been uh, refurbished into a park, and all these dolls surfaced among other things. Uh, but the dolls remained, and they decided to take it into an art form and become a very urbanite trail in which you actually can join in on the art project and add to as you seem fit um all based around dolls and so it's a pretty creepy trail it's very interactive um it's a lot of fun but it's also very creepy because um it's sketchy yeah nothing says nothing (laughs) says hey welcome hike me when you see like an old doll staring at you a porcelain doll from long with you know the cracked face and you know it's just like staring at you and it's like hey hey this is a fun trail hike you're like yeah i don't think so but we've done it many times it is a great trail and it's really it not only is it kind of historical but it's no it's creepy it's a creepy trail so it, I, those are kind of going down in our, you know, top picks for the spookiest moments. Um, you know, with Halloween right around the corner, it's a lot of fun to kind of spook yourself out and, you know, enjoy the, I guess, atmosphere of what Halloween is all about. Um, but hands down, remember that all of this is not reality it's not reality and the funny thing about it is that you know um it's you know the the horror movie genre is it's all based on nature and it it really is trying to trying to scare you in a way that is is not it's just not real um we will tell you though um kind of a funny the national park service does have a great sense of humor um, when we <laughs> when we go to Isle Royale, um, we take the ferry back, uh, the Ranger. It's a six hour um, uh, six hour boat ride back to the mainland to Michigan, 
and we're they've got like a little TV. They got like a VCR there or, or DVD, so you can watch movies and stuff like that. And it's a long. It's a six-hour trip. trip. It's a long trip. So we're all getting ready to watch a movie. We're looking at what movies we want to watch, and the National Park Service under the TV put like Titanic, Overboard, um, Overboard, just any possible every shipping. Jaws, they were all Jaws. Yeah, every shipping. At, like uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, every single boating accident movie you could ever think of was all the movies that you had to watch. So even the National Park Service has kind of a joke on on that. Um, you know, it, it's just... It's fun. It's fun. It's, 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 it's fun, fun to tell campfire stories and spooky stories, but... And, I, and this has been ingrained in us since, you know, the dawn of time. <laughs> and I'm like thinking of a scary movie as I just said that. It, but it's it's it it has been established in our core memory, perhaps. It's been ingrained in us to caution the woods. But hands down, when Halloween passes and the next day arises, come November, we're all going to go into the woods and everyone's going to caution us to go in numbers. It's one of those things that you constantly battle and outweigh the conceptual aspects of the reality and enjoy it out there. Yeah, I mean, let go of the fear. It's yeah, I would. Halloween happens once a year. Rarely does that exist. Yeah, I would say the only thing that would ever turn me around um, from a trail is hearing uh, dueling banjos. <laughs> that would be the only thing that would ever, would ever turn me around. But so anyway. we'd be interested to hear what your own outdoor spooky stories are. Um, you know, in preparation for Halloween, go ahead and join in on our Facebook community page and just kind of share your spookiest moment out yeah, there. Absolutely. We would absolutely love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. A quick announcement. For the last part of 2018, um, we announced our backpacking boot camp class. Again, could be on the Chattooga River Trail or uh, around the Appalachian Trail for November 10th and 11th. And uh, so, if, if you want to come to our boot camp boot camp class, we have a we have a lot of fun on that class. Um, and then we're going off the grid for Christmas. So if you don't have any holiday plans, if you don't have any Christmas plans, um, you don't want to be alone. Get out of the house. Come join us. We are going to spend uh, time in a 140-year-old cabin uh, in Tennessee, and it is epic, man. I mean, it is in a, a great national forest, gigantic waterfall that we can get into. The Benton Mackay Trail is very close, a lot of hiking, lots to do over there, um, and we're inviting you. So go ahead and go to trustwithtrailpodcast.com forward slash events and go check those out if you enjoy our podcast please give it a review on itunes we could certainly uh use the uh the reviews and the support to help spread our podcast out there um and let us know how we're doing um and a, a huge shout out to our facebook members and our patrons rick jerry shirley chuck john phillips and our newest patron yvonne and gary thank you so much you guys really appreciate that our podcasts are available on itunes stitcher podbean spotify google play and now on radio public both on ios and android 
You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, where Ariane has done an amazing job with those photographs on each episode we do. Uh, I, amazing. I'm blown away with her creativity. So go ahead and check out our Instagram page and uh, give us a follow. We'd really appreciate that. And get out there and don't let Halloween spook you from getting out um, or the trail. perhaps let it spook you for a night. Yeah. Enjoy it immensely. Absolutely. And then uh, teach everybody else that the uh, wilderness wallows of the uh, great beyond are nothing to fear. And when you hear the hoot, when you hear the hoot owl, he's really saying, who cooks for who? Who cooks for who? <laughs> All right. One off podcast. I hope you enjoyed a unique Halloween special where we just banter and uh, play at jokes. Um, yeah. Just have a little bit of fun. Uh, next week, we will be right back at uh, the uh, quality that you guys know. Uh, stay tuned. It is going to be a great episode. And remember, trust, trust the, the trail. trail. Bye, you guys.